Hello and welcome to the Faith and Football Podcast, where we discuss the intersection of our faith and the game of soccer. Tune in for insightful discussions and inspiring stories where the beautiful game meets spiritual reflection. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Faith and Football. This is Rusty Bryant. I am your host right alongside my co-host, Logan Bryant. And we're glad to be back with you today discussing uh, more of the intersection of faith and football. Some of you may know it as soccer, uh, but the rest of the world calls it football, so that's what we're going with. Uh, All right, you ready to get rolling today? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this um, this episode is uh, it's not an interview with an outside source. It's actually an interview with Logan, and uh, so we thought it was kind of important. Um, you know, we've told uh, told my story uh, on an episode or the story of Bria, basically, but um, you know, also just to be able to hear Logan and his heart and just kind of. Um, where he's been in his soccer journey and how it's intersected with his faith. Uh, just thought it was important that we kind of start and kick things off in that way before we mo- start moving into other people and their stories. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this recently, um, your soccer career, high school soccer career, mm-hmm. um, came to a halt quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somewhat unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, but they were uh, the high. Their high school team was was going after a third straight state championship, and ended up losing in the playoffs, and didn't quite reach their goal for this year. And so, you know, it's uh, it's a changing of seasons for Logan, and he has made the decision, at least at this point, that he's not going to play college soccer. But his soccer career is not over mm-hmm. uh, because of his involvement with Bria and um, what yep. he sees for his future. But it will also give him plenty of opportunities to continue playing the game that he loves over the next few years. Um, but he uh, he had some time to reflect after his game the other night and just some things that he's learned. And he just asked if he could uh, come on this podcast and share his heart a little bit. So, um, yeah, let me know if, uh, let me know if I need to do anything. (laughs) Otherwise I'm about to listen just like the rest of the world. Yeah. So, um, like, like we just said, um, my soccer career came to a halt, uh, and I was definitely not expecting it. Um, like we said, we were going for the third, um, straight state championship title, uh, which is, which would have been an amazing accomplishment, but I like to think that the two um, before we lost were pretty incredible. Still good. Um, still yeah, good. Still, still good. Um, but that night, um, obviously lots of tears, um, lots of just hard thinking of what's next. What am I going to do during the <laughs> the hours of 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock <laughs> in my day? Um, and I was just laying in bed. Uh, it was literally like, two in the morning. I just could not go to sleep. Um, and I just grabbed my phone and I just typed, I was like, uh, the title of this notes literally says 14 years of soccer and the lessons I learned. Um, Hmm. there's a lot of them, but some of them are short and sweet and to the point. And then others, uh, might take just a little bit of a deeper dive. Uh, but the first one is soccer is, and will always be a platform for your faith. 
Um, we talked about that um, last episode um, a lot and just how whatever we're doing, it should be a platform for our faith. Uh, number two is you have to start somewhere. And I thought about <laughs> literally the fact that when I was three years old, probably before that, I was kicking a soccer ball. But uh, our program that we have here in Clinton, uh, Mighty Mites, that I now get to be a part of mm. and coach, uh, you got to start somewhere. Mm. Toe touches, reaching for the sky to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty cool. It was pretty cool watching just, uh, I mean, not just the guys, but, you know, the girls team too and all the success that they've had and being able to look out on the field and seeing all of those players that we have coached yeah. in Mighty Mites. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, started that program a long time ago. And most of the people that are playing soccer in our community went through there. That's right. Um, number three is... Um, yeah, you're going to have a starting line, but always move forward. It's okay to start uh, because everybody's got to just pick up something for the first time. But if you don't continue to work at it, you're never going to go anywhere. So always move forward. Number four, um, winning is fun because it is. Winning is really fun. Uh, number five is um, winners win. <laughs> I thought you were going to say number five, losing is not fun. Oh, that's number six. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. clears throat> Don't worry. That's number six. But number five is winners win. And I actually heard the origin story of winners win last okay. night. Do you okay. know that origin story of winners win? I don't think so. Okay. So um, shout out to Justin Roberts because I know he's going to be listening. We've been talking. And he uh, had his roommate in college actually was just sitting. They were just sitting around one night and his roommate was like, uh, must have beat him in something. And he was like, winners win, man. And mm-hmm. j I was like, what? And he was like, winners win. And he's like, yeah. And and we were talking about it, and he's like, I mean, now like Sim- half of the Clinton. Simple, simple as that, yeah. huh? Yeah, simple as that. And okay. then he's like, um, he's like, and now Clinton, we just say that. Like, <laughs> we'll win. just look at each other. Man. Winners win, man. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, number six, uh, you said it a little friendlier, but I just said losing sucks. Because it does. <laughs> um, number seven, this one's a little bit deeper, but your friends and your teammates are two different things, but on the brother, uh, but on the field, brothers and teammates are the same thing. Mm. Um, and I learned that very early on, that um, your teammates are not always going to be your friends, but they're always going to be your brothers, and especially when you're fighting for each other on the field. And um, I don't know, I just thought that was important to know that not everybody you work with you're going to get along with or whatever the case is but when you're doing something together um you band together and you figure it out Mm. uh number eight um even if you don't like what someone is doing if it's letting you achieve your common goal let them keep doing it this one is going to take a little bit of explaining um but in my younger years i had a teammate that I would often complain about to you because he would hold on to the ball mm. and I would get really mad, but he would score like six goals a game. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. And, um, he was a big part of, um, our success in the past years. And anyways, I, I just, if, if whatever they're doing is making you a little bit mad, it's okay because they're helping you achieve your goals. Um, number nine, where you, we weren't built to do one thing forever. Um, and I kind of took that as positions, um, on the field, um, because sometimes you just have to try new things. Maybe you're called to something different in your spiritual journey, or, um, maybe you're just like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. And it's okay to change. I 
played in the center mid my entire life for, well, I played striker when you were my coach. That's because, right. Because I wanted to score goals. Score and goals, then, baby. Because winners win. And then <laughs> I started playing in the center mid. And over the past few years, I transitioned to uh, playing more of a right back, right wing back role. And there's just different things that you have to try. It's mm, good. Number 10, uh, you said this at the start, which I was like, that's crazy. Um, there's phases in life just like the game of soccer. And one of it may be the transition phase. Mm. And so we talk about it a lot at training or used to uh, where there's moments in the game that you have to transition quickly um, because there's different phases of the game. And just like in life, there's going to be some things that you have to figure out quickly, maybe transition a little bit, and that's okay. Um, number 11, there's 11 people on the field. So your teammates that you're with work for them. Number 12, being scared will keep you scared. I thought about this because when I was, I don't know what age I would have been, but um, I thought about heading the ball because <laughs> we, were, we used to be able to head the ball. And then my age group kind of got uh, the short end of um, that deal, and we couldn't head the ball. Yeah, so for, like all of a sudden, y'all could <laughs> you were heading the ball, and then all of a sudden you couldn't head the ball yeah, anymore. Yeah, and they were just like, it's because you're going to have concussions all the time. Yeah. And then my last like seven years where I could actually head the ball, I was scared to death of it. You know what? That might be why so many of your teammates kept missing all those yeah, balls that you I'm put up on you, their head to score. I'm telling you, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, number 13, your coaches or whoever's around you in a position of um, power above you, I guess you could say, uh, they're going to push you, but they really do love you. Um, after the game, I hugged every single one of my coaches and was just like, thank you for the four years. And um, – one of them was like, dude, I know we, I know I don't tell you this enough, but like, I love you. And I was like, man, I love you too. Um, but I just kind of thought about, I, I thought about how um, Jesus will, or just God will put us through trials where we have to be pushed constantly. Like, I mean, not that losing soccer is a trial for me, but it's been hard. And so I just think about how I'm going to have to grow uh, through that, and I'm being pushed a little bit. Mm. Um, number 14, um, you should tie your cleats every day knowing that you want to get better. If you just go out there and don't have intention with um, what you're going to do, then you're never going to see results. And I kind of started thinking about that in a way of our spiritual walk of, you know, sometimes um, you're going to tie your cleats in, in, in your spiritual journey, and it might be kind of a lackluster day but every day disciplining yourself to get into the word and have quiet time um can be a way to grow mm. um number 15 this has nothing to do with our spiritual journey but 15 will always be the number of our family <laughs> <laughs> that's right um number 16 being good at one section of the game but bad at the others can call you to absolutely spiral um, when I was younger, I started to gain a little bit of weight, mm -hmm. but I could still see the field just as good as I could when I was younger. And mm -hmm. like it had been growing. Um, and that's one of the things that I feel like I'm 
fairly decent at. It's just seeing what's going on around me. Um, and I really was only good at that. I couldn't really do anything else that I wanted to do because my body wasn't capable. And, um, and it just caused me to go into a spiral of like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like I was talking about quitting when I was in like eighth grade and Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I would have done if I did. Um, but I don't know. That's just kind of one thing that I thought about. And in life it's the same. Like you can't just focus on that one thing Mm -hmm. about your job because the rest of it would collapse behind Mm -hmm. you. Number 17, taking care of your body is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> this one, I this was just kind of for me, but sometimes viruses break out so you can fix yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> and that, that comes from um, when 2020 happened mm. and the virus shut down the world. Um, I went... And ran three miles pretty much every day mm. for for like the entire time we were in quarantine. And it changed a lot. And then, um, but going outside of, this is number 19. Going outside of just what you're doing will better yourself and increase your level of success. So if you show up to practice every day, just like the other 20 people that are on your team, you're going to all grow together. But if you go and stay after practice or go before practice, you're going to start to increase your level of success. Um, Number 20 is um, sitting the bench and winning a game sometimes hurts just as bad as losing it. Um, And not that that is a bad thing because I've been there. And um, my that would have been my sophomore year. Yeah, my sophomore year. that entire state championship, I sat the bench. And I remember after the game, um, one of our dear family friends, um, Corey Wolf, he came up to me and he was like, um, and he could tell I was I was happy, but I was down at the same time because I was like, I didn't get to play. But I was like, we just won the state championship. And he came up to me and he hugged me and he was like, Man, next year you're gonna you're gonna be a big part of this team. And I was like, I, I mean, am I really going to be a big part of this team? And then my junior year, um, I started and played probably 65 minutes of the state championship. And it was, it was amazing. Um, and 21 is actually to hear the manifestations around you and believe it. Um, and so for me, the two biggest moments were Mr. Corey and him manifesting that completely. Because after my junior state championship, he came up and hugged me and he was like, I told you, man. I told you it was going to happen and I started crying. (laughs) But the other one is my assistant coach, um, Michael Pletsky. He, he was like, Hey, you're going to score a goal tonight. And I had never scored a goal in my entire high school career, which is still really funny that (laughs) I didn't score a goal for the two and a half years I was on the field. Uh, I had like a bunch of assists, but that doesn't really matter. And he was like, yeah, you're going to score tonight. I'm laughing at him. Like our whole team was like, dude, you're never going to score a goal. And I was like, yeah, probably. And then I scored and it was one of the best nights um, of my senior career. Uh, Number 22 is always encourage. And I'll just leave it at that. Always encourage. Uh, Number 23 is learn to laugh at yourself when you mess up. Um, in soccer, you do it a lot because not every shot is perfect. Not every pass is perfection, but if you can learn to, 
it's a laugh at yourself a little bit. It makes things easier. And number 24 is learn to celebrate when you succeed. So when you do make that, uh, that screamer of a shot or that perfection of a pass, it's okay to celebrate that and be excited through that. Um, never number 25 is have fun with a game that was meant to be fun. And soccer is supposed to be fun or whatever you're doing, whatever sport you're playing, it's supposed to be fun. So have fun with it. Number 26 is you can love and hate the same game at its best and worst moments. And you most definitely can. I've grown to love soccer. And when I walked off that field, the last game, I was kind of upset that I ever stepped on the field. I was just not, that's, that's extreme, but you really can love and hate the same game. And it's okay too, because it means you're passionate about it. Um, if you hear something that builds you up, take it and then run with it. Um, if somebody is giving you encouragement because you're doing something well, uh, listen to it and build off of that. And number 28, now that I'm reading this back and it's not two in the morning, it's really cringe, but if it tears you down, throw it to the ground. Um, because there's going to be people in life that are going to try to tear you down and say that you can never do it or whatever it is, but you just have to let it sit on the ground and never touch it. Uh, number 29, family and family and friends supporting you makes accomplishments sweeter and failures a little bit easier because, um, that junior year state championship, friends and family around me made my accomplishments much sweeter. But then when it all came to an end, it did make the failure a little bit easier. Um, number 30 is people see your actions. And we talk about that a lot in my family um, because picking up cones after a training session when you're a senior or grabbing the camera stand after a game when you scored a goal, um, people see that and they kind of question that. They're like, "What? why is he doing that? Like he's a senior, he's above quote unquote above everyone else um that's a lower classroom like why is he doing that and I think it's just special to to use the Bria verse about Matthew five sixteen. just let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven mm-hmm. and so I've just tried to live by that verse and um and yeah that that's pretty much that <laughs> um number 31 um going from never playing to starting was a phase, which I already kind of hit on that, but I really did. I never stepped on the field. And then my 11th grade year, the first game that I was able to play after I finished up my cross country season, um, I played more minutes in the first game <laughs> as a junior. <laughs> That's right. Than I did your whole, my entire sophomore, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And that was just a phase. It was a transition phase and it was a good one, but sometimes there's not good ones. Um, number 32 is the two rings are nice, but at the end of the day, they're just going to sit there. And that was kind of a cool moment for me to type that one out because I really was sitting underneath my two state championship rings because they're on a, um, a little shelf above my bed. And I was just like, they're nice. But at the end of the day, like, do I look at them every day and worship them? No, I just, they just sit there. Um, and that's, that's okay. Uh, number 33 is uh, chase a goal, but if you don't get it, don't get caught up in it. So I set some goals before the season, like winning the state championship, and I was chasing it with everything that I had. The last game I got kicked and it hurt really bad, but I ended up stepping back on the field and just playing through whatever because I didn't want um, 
my gold to to disappear in front of my eyes, which it ended up doing, but you just can't get caught up in that because there's so much more um, to what to to the life that we live besides the game. But it is a really big part of my life, and so it was kind of hard to not get caught up in it, but you just got to put it aside. Number 34, this is kind of a dumb one, but scoring is fun <laughs> because it is. And number 35 is um, assisting is helping, and that's fun too. Um, it's okay to not be the man that gets all the credit, but in the background as you're assisting or um, whatever it is, it's just um, it's just as fun to see other people around you succeed because of what you did uh, to help them. Um, number 36, um, Coach Raff, if you listen to this, uh, I love you, but sometimes weights are not fun if you don't want to do them. <laughs> and that kind of goes with anything in life. If you don't want to do it, it's it's not it's not fun sometimes, but you can get better through it regardless of how you're feeling that day. Uh, number 37, if you're hurt, tell somebody. Um, I've had a few nagging injuries that I never really told anyone about, like um, – and if I did, I probably could have gotten better and been able to perform a little bit better. But this also translates to life. If somebody hurts you, um, it's okay to be vulnerable and say, hey, that, I, that wasn't cool. I didn't like that. Um, and that's just, that's just part of life. Uh, number 38, push yourself, especially um, during those times of injury or if somebody did hurt you and you're trying to battle that and work through that push yourself we're getting close to the end i promise <laughs> number 39 uh injuries make you miss the game um so like when things don't necessarily go um well so i'll, I'll talk about my injury my my only really major injury that i had was when i snapped my collarbone in half um that was a fun one remember that oh yeah i yeah. was there yeah, you were there. Hey, you were there. <laughs> hey, I was there. Um, anyways, and I sat and watched teammates practice and play in tournaments, and I was just like, yeah, this, like, I miss playing. I just want to get back out there. And sometimes in life you can say, hmm, I miss that person because of what they did, but um, you can always heal from that and continue to go forward. Number 40, um, early mornings will make you feel good. At least they made me feel good. That would mm-hmm. that that Probably might not, not be for for, for everyone, but if you can get up and get after it and just start your day off right, it really does make you feel better. Number forty one, PKs suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> Number forty two, uh, you may not be the best on the field, but you can be the hardest worker. And I mean, you can't really say much more than that. Mm. Um, Number forty three. <laughs> when someone gets fouled, let them take their penalty. That's just common eti- um, etiquette. Is that the word? Yeah. 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 I, as you can see, I was trying to get to 50. And yeah. so I was just kind of right. So st- <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, How the, many more we got? Six. But they're all You're like trying to get short. to 50? Yeah. Oh. Number 44. In honor of my upcoming birthday. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> Good. Definitely not. <laughs> Number 44, stay humble. Just yep. kind of stay humble. Number 45, you won't see every fan after the game. And I kind of thought about that um, on a smaller scale and a larger scale because um, after the game, there were lots of people there who were supporting me, and I didn't get to see all of them every single time. 
because sometimes I'd be a little slower in the locker room. Sometimes I'd be like, I don't want to see you because we just lost <laughs> or, mm-hmm. um, and, and also in life, um, you're never going to see all the people that support you, but mm-hmm. knowing that they're still there is an incredible feeling. Uh, number 46, work hard always. Just, just work hard mm-hmm. at everything. Number 47, the game is brutal and it is, and it will always be. And that's why you love it and you hate it. Number 48, mm, the, the rest of these are quotes that are all in my room. All right. So I kind of looked around <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, like I got to get to 50. I, I got to get to 50. I was like, I mean, I'm already at 40, like six. I can get to 50. Uh, actually, this one's not in my room, but it's a good one. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that's just so beyond true. Number 49, be the difference. That's in my room hanging on a poster. That's pretty cool. I like that one. And then number 50, my absolute favorite quote, your talent is God's gift to you and what you do with it is your gift back to God. And I was given the gift to play soccer for 14 years and hopefully much more after. Are you falling asleep over there? No, not at all. <laughs> Why are you, why'd you say that? Because uh, you were like, you were dropping no, your head. No. Were you praying for me? What no. <laughs> Good grief. I'm just listening. No, I've not I'm heard not. any of this yeah, either. So. No, I didn't tell either one of my parents mm. uh, this. I told them that I wrote it. I mm-hmm. didn't. But yeah, your talent is God's gift to you, and what you do with it is your gift back to God. And I just, I love that quote. Because mm. it's just like we're presented um, a way to glorify him, and how we use that to glorify him is... Mm. It's our offering back to him. You got any thoughts over there? Yeah, so I got to wrap this up, but I'm going to oh, say... Oh, how long did I go? Did well, I talk for a long time? Yeah, it's 26 minutes so far. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> well, that's only, yeah, 26 minutes, so like 30 seconds per each uh, 50 things yeah. you did. So, yeah. Okay, uh, but I'll wrap it up. So a couple of things. Like, it's really cool to reflect on big moments of life. And even in transition, I think that it that it's important. And so you guys that are listening, um, I mean, take time. Take time to journal. Take time to remember things. Um, the other thing that I want to say is this. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Logan is 17. Um, there's not a lot of 50-year-olds with as much wisdom as the stuff that you just laid out as a 17-year-old. So, you know, I just want to acknowledge that and also just say how proud I am of everything that you've done. You know, we sat and we talked uh, before the season ended, and I told you even then, I said, even if y'all don't win the state championship, there's no regrets for for me as a dad Mm -hmm. um, in what's happened with your soccer career and really with both of my boys, um, but particularly with you, and, and, and I'm not the only one that sees this, and there were so many people after the game that said the same thing of just how much of a difference you make, not just on the field, but off the field, and what a role model you are for kids, and not just kids, but adults. And, um, and most people can look at your soccer career and just be super proud of your journey, probably even more than those people that have all the huge stats and all the accolades and maybe go on to play college soccer. Uh, but most of them, 
they don't really have the journey that speaks the volumes that yours does. Mm-hmm. And you've just lived that out so gracefully. And, um, you know, the fact that you were named captain of the two-time defending state champions going into your senior year, it's not a small thing. And I think that you lived up to that um, in every single way. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. Um, It was a good ride. It was a good ride. Sure was. And so now we move on and we transition into other soccer um, stages of life. Such as this. And they're just as fun. I mean, this was fun. I was talking to uh, a former college teammate of mine the other day who also went on to help start Bria. And he reminded me and said, you know, when we finished the actual uh, competitive soccer of playing high school and then college soccer, we started playing more for Bria and doing mission trips. And it became the most fun we ever had playing the game. So I truly believe the most fun soccer days are still ahead of you and still in your future. So... All right. Well, thanks for sharing with us. It was inspirational from a 17-year-old. Don't forget that, you people that are listening. Uh, Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on Faith in Football.